Good morning, Living Word. Good morning, morning Manaites. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly, we give God thanks for the blessing of a new day. For the Lord truly is holy and he is worthy of all our praise. So I pray that this morning you have started off your day in just a positive mindset. Do not allow any negative things from yesterday, you don't refuse to bring those things into today. Keep yesterday's mess in yesterday. Do not bring it forward. Any negative thing that took place yesterday, don't bring it forward to today. Only the positive things, the good things, the great things, the awesome things. We want those things to continue each and every day in our lives. And we want to shut down all the negative things or turn those things into a positive amen so don't drag your day down today because of what happened yesterday okay so it's important um that we understand that it's really important that we control how we respond to all the things that takes place in our lives it's up to us we are 100 percent responsible for our response. Let me say it again. We are 100% responsible for our response to all the things that take place in our lives. It's up to us to respond negatively or it is, and it is up to us to respond positively. So you choose. Do I respond negative or do I respond positive? Let me give you a hint. Respond in a positive way. Amen. A soft answer. Turn it away wrath. That's what the Bible says, okay? All right, so what I want to talk about today is something that I've always said and I've always shared with you as a church is that you can't hide misery. You can't hide misery no matter how much you try. You try to cover it up with makeup. You try covering up with your dress. You try covering up with a new car, whatever, you know, all kinds of stuff we do to cover up our, our misery, to hide our misery. But some way it's going to show up in your life. So the question is, what really is misery? What is misery? And, you know, as I, as I Google this and as I um, want to get the true definition of misery, it is this. It's a state of profound unhappiness or discomfort that affects our mental, emotional, and sometimes physical well it goes on to say that it manifests in various ways and it can be triggered by external circumstances or internal struggles. Okay, and so uh, misery could be something that you're just dealing with internally. You're not happy with yourself and you're making yourself miserable. And it also could be something external that is taking place in your life. And you are responding to it. It you're responding to it negatively, and it will cause it causes you to be miserable. So misery is real, and it's a profound unhappiness or discomfort. 
Okay, so it's important that we know what it is. It's important that we know what it is. The Bible talk about a crushed spirit, and that's in Psalms 34 and 18. The Bible talks about a crushed spirit, that God is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Crushed in spirit means you're simply in a place where you're absolutely miserable. Misery has hit you and hit you hard. And it's it's affected you in your emotion. It expect it's it's affecting you um, mentally. You can't ever think straight, and even it's affecting you physically. That means you're not doing the things that you should be doing and the things that you have the ability to do. Amen. So, what are some of the manifestations? How can you recognize the signs of miserable of misery? Okay, one of the emotional signs is persistent sadness, or you get irritated easily, or you're in a state of hopelessness, okay? So if you're constantly, easily irritated, maybe you're dealing with misery, okay? Um, if you're constantly sad, you don't even know why you're sad, it, or, you, or the stuff just make you sad. You wake up sad, you go to bed sad, you, you may be dealing with misery, or you just, you have, you see no hope in, in anything in your life. You know, everything is just, um, you, all you see is negative. You may be dealing with misery. Okay, so that's the emotional sign. The physical symptoms is fatigue, loss of appetite, insomnia. That means you're not sleeping, you're not eating, and you're constantly tired. Sometimes you wonder, why are you always so tired? Why are you always so fatigued? You don't feel like eating. You just feel hopeless and just giving up. You can't sleep. And sometimes we think it's just we're tired because we can't sleep. But sometimes behind all that, we may be dealing with a level of misery, right? And what are some of the behavioral patterns? Some of the behavioral patterns is, is withdrawal. You don't want to talk to nobody. Um, you keep yourself out of social activities. Some folks used to come to church, they don't come to church, or if they come to church, they sit way in the back, and nobody can see them, and they try to find a seat all by themselves, they don't want to be near anybody. Sometimes it could be self-destructive behaviors, doing stuff that you know is really bad for you, that you're doing, you know, stuff that, that, that can actually hurt you, hurt you, you actually find yourself doing these, doing these, these things. Um, so it's important that we understand and we see the manifestation of misery so we can take action and do what is necessary. In Proverbs 12 and 25, the Bible says anxiety weighs down a heart, weighs it down. Issues can weigh our heart down. If we're anxious about tomorrow, um, you know, we're not satisfied with our lives. Misery can weigh us down. Misery can weigh us down. But then the Bible also says a kind word can cheer us up. So in the midst of misery, um, a kind word, speak to yourself kindly or somebody saying something beautiful to us can at least temporarily get us up out of misery because it manifests in our thoughts, emotions, and actions, right? And, and, and the thing about misery, it it's connected, right? Because our thoughts, our emotions, our actions are actually interconnected, right? Our thoughts affects our emotions. 
and our emotions affect our actions, what we do, how we respond. And we allow, when we allow misery to infiltrate our minds with negative and self-defeating thoughts, right? Such as thoughts of worthlessness and despair, we find ourselves just unable to do the things that we know we're able to do. You know, sometimes we need to stop thinking about some of our past failures, some of the things that we're hoping for that did not work out. Those things will cause us to be miserable, simply because things didn't work out the way we thought it should work out. It's best sometimes if we just let those things go. Anything in your past that really upsets you, try your best not to have those things at the forefront of your mind. Because if you're constantly thinking on those things, you will get yourself in a miserable state. So. Think on something positive. You always wonder why the Bible says we must, think on, we must think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, and lovely. Those are all positive things. Amen. It'll break the cycle of misery, misery in our lives. It'll change how we are thinking. And because our thinking changed, our emotions are going to change. That means our feelings is going to change. And when our feelings change, our actions will also change. Amen. And so we got to understand, if we don't take care of, the, of misery in our life, misery is going to take care of you. And you want to make sure you're not responding to people from a state of misery because we tend to say the wrong things, do the wrong things, act the wrong way when we are dealing with misery. Amen. And so it's important that you recognize it, recognize misery in your life. If you don't feel like going on, if you don't feel like you can make it, if you just feel like you're just nothing works out for you, everything always fails in your life. Those are words of misery. We need to let those words go because the more we say them, the more we experience it. So if you keep on saying you're a failure, guess what? You get to be a failure. If you keep on saying everything is hopeless, guess what? Things become even more hopeless. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so you have to change your internal narrative. You have to change it. Your internal processes, your internal voice must change in order to lift you up out of misery. And the only way to do that, you've got to begin to think on positive things. Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, think on these things. And so in order to get out of misery, right, think on the positive things in your life. Connect with people who are positive. People are doing something positive in their lives. Amen. Get help from a friend, from a professional, but talk to somebody. Don't just sit there and die in your misery. So the first thing we need to do is seek support. Reaching out to trusted friends, families, or professionals. Don't stay in your misery state because it will eventually destroy you. Amen. People will not want to be around you because of your attitude. 
because of your response. So it's very important that you get rid of misery. If you find yourself thinking everything is hopeless, you might be dealing with it. and You may need help. Amen. David tell us to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Amen. Encourage ourselves. Amen. Say, God is with me. I am not alone. I am strong. I am not weak. I'm above. I'm not beneath. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I got favor. Amen. I have favor. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You've got to change your internal narrative. You got to change your internal words, the words that's going on inside of you. You have to change it in order to shift your life out of misery. Now, we understand bad things happen to good people, but don't create a pity party because something bad happened to you. No, refuse to create a pity party. Stop inviting people to your pity party by telling them all the bad stuff that's going on in your life. Amen. You know, misery loves company too. And don't connect with people who are also miserable. That will make you even more miserable. That's why I said you need to find people who are positive, who has a positive mindset, who can help you pull you up out of that pit. Amen. And won't jump down in the pit with you. And then both of y'all are trapped in the pit. Neither one of you can get out of the pit. So it's important that you surround yourself people who are positive, who are going somewhere, who can reach down to you in the pit and give you a helping hand and pull you out, amen, and get you back on your feet. The second thing you need to do is practice self-compassion. Stop being so hard on yourself. Laugh a little. Live a little. Amen. Just lighten up is what I'm trying to say. Just lighten up. Stop being so serious. Why so serious? Stop being so serious. Lighten up a bit. Amen. You are no less than anybody else in the world. Amen. We all have our struggles. We all have our issues. We all have our crosses to bear no matter who we are. From the highest levels of this land, they have their crosses to bear. To the lowest person on this land, everybody has a cross to bear. Deal with it. Amen. You can. God has perfected everything that concerns you. He said, I know the plans I have for you of good, not of evil. And to bring you to an expected end, you must get those words in your mind and in your spirit. And never let anything get you down or get you to a place where you're now miserable. And you become miserable when you constantly think on negative things, constantly dwelling on bad things that is taking place in your life. Certainly, you've had more good in your life than bad. So begin to consider the good. You know, when we have a heart of gratitude, when we think of the goodness of the Lord, we don't have really any time to fall into misery or to be miserable all day long. No, because we're thinking on the goodness of God and what he's done in your life, how far he's brought you, what he's done in the past, his promises for your life, his promises for your future. Hey, we have nothing to complain about if you are a child of God. Amen. Just celebrate the goodness of God in your life. 
And when you do so, misery have no place in your mind, in your emotion, or in your physical well-being. Amen. So eradicate it from your mind by using the word of God. Amen. Number three, cultivate gratitude. Focus on blessing rather than dwelling on hardships. Let me say again, focus on the blessing. David said, Lord, when I think of you, what can I render unto you for your many benefits in my life? That's what he thought. He thought, now David was going to hell. Saul was trying to kill him. He was hiding in caves. I mean, David had issues, but he says, Lord, what can I render unto you for your many blessings? Simply means he thought of how many times he escaped from Saul. He thought of the times when he killed Goliath. He killed the bear. He killed the lion. And the many things, the times that God saved his life, the anointing of God on his life. He thought about the positive things and not the negative things. And when you're thinking on the positive things, you can, you can bless yourself. You can encourage yourself. Remember, I said every single morning when you wake up, first you give thanks to God. You talk to your heavenly father. Then you talk to yourself. You encourage yourself. David said, so why art thou cast down? Hope thou in the Lord. Amen. Who is the help of your countenance. And so we give God thanks. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. We have no time to worry. The Bible lets us know that we should not complain about or worry about nothing, but pray about everything. Amen. So we're not going to worry about yesterday, what happened yesterday, or we're not going to worry about what can happen today or even what can happen tomorrow. Amen. We will not, we will refuse to make ourselves miserable by thinking negative thoughts. Amen. Just refuse to do it. Amen. And then lastly, we must utilize principles of, of prayer, meditation, and gratitude that I said before. Make sure we are praying. Prayerlessness will render us weak and it will put us in a place where we are at the mercy of the one who kills, steals, and destroys. You must make sure you are prayerful and not prayerless. Amen. It's important. <clears throat> and not just prayerful, but we are praying the word of God over our lives. You know, a lot of times we just, all we're doing to God is rehearsing our issues. That's all we're doing. And we're not applying biblical principles to our lives, especially in regards to prayer. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, the Bible said of avails much. And so when we use the word of God, it makes our prayer effective. Amen. When we present God with his own words, amen, because the Bible says, y'all know real well, he watches over his word to perform it. So when we go before God using his word and that those words are applied to our lives, Amen. We now give God something to work with. Amen. There's nothing too hard for God. There's no situation that he cannot change. Every life situation can change. Let me say that one more time. Every life situation can change, but it is really up to you. Stop blaming people. 
about, you know, they're not doing this for you. They're not doing that for you. What are you doing for yourself? Amen. You need to say this. If it is to be, it is up to me. Let me say it again. If it is to be, it is up to me. Sometimes you're just going to have to take the bull by the horn and work it yourself. Amen. People are not always going to be there to aid you when you think you need some help. People are not always going to be there. And so you need to figure it out for yourself. Amen. Between you, your heavenly father and the Holy Spirit, there should be nothing you aren't able to do to change your circumstance. Amen. God is able. He is willing. And when we put our trust and our faith in him, you will be surprised how your life can take a new start. God is willing to do a new thing in your life. Don't allow misery to destroy you. Amen. Because it eventually will if you don't deal with it. So deal with your misery. Important important that you do so. Don't wallow in it. Don't invite people to your misery. But no, get yourself out of that miserable state. Do what you must do. Amen. To get yourself out of that miserable state. Because nobody wants to be around miserable people. We all know miserable people. And sometimes you say, my God, what is wrong with this person? Well, we already know they are miserable. And whatever is causing the misery, they have not dealt with it. So you make sure you deal with whatever is causing you to be miserable. Amen. Because nobody likes a miserable person. And if you stay miserable, it's going to mess up your life. You will die in a miserable state. Amen. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure you deal with it. You're not. Um, you're a place at peace. The Bible said that the Lord will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh, glory to God. There's nothing like peace in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. Amen. When you are at peace, you can harmonize and things could flow in your life. The blessings of God can flow consistently in your life. It does peace doesn't mean everything is 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 going as you wish, but you are at peace with it. Paul says, No matter what state I am in, I have learned to be at peace or I have learned to be content. Simple means he has learned to be at peace. I'm at peace while I am still working out my issues. I am at peace. Because God is giving me peace, even in the midst of my issues or in the midst of the storm, I can have peace. And so I pray that this word will help somebody today to break the cycle of misery in your life, come out of it, and find peace in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So let us pray. Father, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Father, for not forgetting us, for giving us everything we need to transform and to change our state of being. Father, we know that this is the happening realm and everything in this realm is subject to change. And so I pray that today, God, if anyone who's listening to this podcast is dealing with misery, they can turn to you 
God, they will recognize their state of being and they can turn to you with praying and seeking you and singing songs that will bring glory to your name and will change their mindset. Father, I pray that their words, God, that the words that is in their hearts and their minds will be positive words. Word, God, that will uplift them and not bring them down. Remind them, Father, what you said about them, that they are the head and not the tail, that they are above and never beneath. Father, remind your children again that you promised that you will be with them always and even unto the end. Thank you for being with us always, God. And thank you for staying with us through thick and thin. Hallelujah. For we know we can trust you. We can count on you. God, in sickness and health, where we're up, where we're down, God, you're right there with us. We thank you again, for we are never alone. And for this, God, we tell you thanks because it is you who pulls us out of our miserable state and bring us to a place of peace and tranquility. And for this, we give you thanks. And we give you praise for it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.